From the classroom to the cornfield, journalism to SEC athletics, the University of Missouri works 52 weeks a year, every year. This is Inside Mizzou. Real stories, real discoveries, and real impact of the Mizzou community. Today's episode is called Boundless Healthcare. 99 of Missouri's 101 rural counties have been designated health professional shortage areas. For both patients and healthcare providers, this can mean that critical resources are difficult to come by, or in some cases, totally inaccessible. Motivated by our mission to serve the state and its residents, the Mizzou community is rising to the challenge in tackling this critical problem head on. Using an array of digital tools from social media to teleconferencing, our guests today are applying new technologies to help close the urban-rural health care gap. In the process, they're also bringing life-saving resources from our campus in Columbia to those who need them, no matter where they live, in Missouri or around the world. Joining Chancellor Cartwright to talk about their work are Dr. Karen Edison, Professor Emerita of Dermatology, the Senior Medical Director of Missouri Telehealth Network and Show Me Extension for Community Healthcare Outcomes, or Show Me Echo, and the Senior Medical Director for the Missouri Center for Health Policy, and also Kelly Buchanan, a Master's Student in Public Health. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so a question for Dr. Edison. Uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, Show Me Echo and how it's revolutionizing healthcare across Missouri? I'm excited to do so. Great. ECHO stands for Extension for Healthcare Outcomes. It is a mission-based program that was the brainchild of Dr. Sanji Varora, who was a hepatologist or liver specialist in New Mexico at Albuquerque. And about 15 years ago, he noticed that people were dying all over New Mexico because they had hepatitis C infections in their livers and they weren't treated. And so they would get liver cancer and liver failure and die unnecessarily. He had a 10-month wait to get in to see him at the university there in Albuquerque, and there were only two fellowship-trained hepatologists in the whole state. So he went around the state and asked all these other primary care providers who would like to treat hepatitis C. And about 30 people raised their hand. And so he went to the Native American reservations. He went to the prisons. He went all over the state to the rural areas. And he now has a two-hour echo clinic. Most of our echo clinics are one hour or one and a half. But Every echo clinic has a multidisciplinary team. So he has a pharmacist, a psychiatrist, a social worker, and a nurse. And the primary care providers around the state call in using video conferencing. So you can call in on your iPad or your laptop or your desktop. And the power of echo, that conference, is not in the – it's not a typical educational conference. So we start by doing a short didactic or little lecture just on something they really need to know. But we spend the bulk of the time talking through the art and science of managing the patient cases that the primary care participants have sent us in ahead of time. So it's a case-based learning collaborative, and that's the real magic. You know, when in medicine, we have to have continuing medical education credits all the time. And when we go to meetings and we pay money and we sit in the audience, research shows it doesn't really change our practice. And so ECHO does change your practice because it's a collegial, friendly, shame-free learning collaborative of folks who are interested in the same topic that you are. And so about five years ago, uh, Rachel Mutro, who's the director of the Missouri Telehealth Network and I, were encouraged by a couple of our state 
representatives to learn more about ECHO. We've been doing telemedicine or telehealth in Missouri for 26 years. So as a dermatologist, I was seeing teledermatology patients all over the state for many, many years. And I didn't really think anything about ECHO. I didn't really know about it. But five years ago, we went and we learned and we we saw the power and the value of the model for Missouri. So about five years ago, we came back and we started chronic pain and we started autism echoes. Since that time, since 2014, uh, we've grown to 23 echoes in many different specialties. And I retired actually in May of 2019. But I came back in November to help lead the Show Me Echo program. I've been medical director of Missouri Telehealth for decades, but I'm so excited about Echo, and I'm very excited to be here to talk to you about it today. No, I can definitely tell. And, I mean, Show Me Echo, to call it revolutionary, is clearly an understatement. Um, but Chancellor Cartwright, mm-hmm. uh, Show Me Echo is designed to help rural Missourians and the healthcare professionals who serve them. Uh, can you say a bit about how this relates to Mizzou's role as the state's flagship land-grant university? Yeah, uh, we are the university for Missouri. Um, we, you know, we're very interested in how we ensure that all Missourians have have access to to the quality health care that they deserve. Um, when you look at what Missourians are interested in, um, recently, uh, Marshall Stewart, who is our extension and, and chief engagement officer. Uh, he actually, his team did a study of the state, and the three areas that came up the most were education, healthcare, and the economy. And anything that we can do to provide the type of healthcare that's needed uh, throughout the state, uh, the better it is for all of us. Um, when we when we think about the paradigm for the future, uh, we want us to be uh, the future uh, of the land grant. Right? Uh, this we are the flagship of the future. And part of that is that the paradigm of everybody needs to come to us is is shifting. Um, We need to be providing the expertise throughout the state. And that's where we're headed. Uh, If you look at all of the projects that we have going on, when you think about our investment in NextGen Precision Health Institute, it is to provide the world-class care to Missourians that they deserve. And the way we're going to do that is a a number of those projects are going to be virtual. You can envision MRI scanners throughout the state where you don't need the world-renowned expert locally, but rather we can run that virtually through a virtual cockpit where we have the experts that can then interact with people in the communities. That just serves people better. That's who we are as an institution, and so that's why we're so interested in, in things like Show Me Echo. Awesome. Great. Um, Kelly, you're doing some really innovative things with social media and access to mental health resources. Can you talk more about that um, and what you discovered and how you developed this unique approach? Yeah, absolutely. I've been working with a Mizzou research team that includes Nami Lee. She's a PhD student in the School of Journalism. And our faculty mentor, Dr. Mansu Yu, to examine how people communicate about mental health on Instagram, which is a social media platform that about 40% of American adults use right now. And we're interested in looking at communication about mental health because of how many people deal with these types of illnesses in the U.S. It's a really big public health problem. For instance, in 2017, nearly one-fifth of the adult U.S. population experienced a mental illness. This is about 20% of American adults, or 46 million people. 
Another issue that our healthcare system is dealing with right now is a lack of people seeking treatment for their mental illness. So out of those 46 million people who reported having a mental illness in 2017, only about half of those people received treatment for it. And so in order to start to try to address this treatment gap, our study takes a step back to look at the broader picture and ask the question, how and why do people communicate about mental health on Instagram? To do this, we systematically categorize posts that contain the search term hashtag mental health. And I think it's important to note here that these topics are sensitive health issues. To respect the privacy of people who choose to share about mental health, we only examine public posts and we don't include any specific information from the posts in our research results. And we found that people who are posting about specific mental illnesses, such as an anxiety disorder, are much more likely to seek engagement from their audience than posts that don't mention any mental health disorders. And this is important because we found that people are using Instagram in order to connect with other individuals who are having similar experiences with respect to mental health. Also, it's so important that new healthcare practices are supported by evidence. And so our study provides preliminary support that we can extend established health communication theories to social media, which might in turn help providers quickly and more effectively harness the power of these platforms to extend access to important information and resources related to mental health. Um, and so how does it feel to be using um, such up-to-date technology to address such a complex issue? Yeah, so I think that it is important that we try to make it easier for people to seek important information. So Instagram is an application that a lot of people use on a daily basis. So if we can disseminate information in a way that makes it easier for people to access, then we can try to start to address this treatment gap. Okay, awesome. And then uh, a question for uh, both of you, uh, Dr. Edison and Kelly. Uh, both Instagram and telemedicine connect more people to more resources. How has technology further transformed your collective work in healthcare? The technology we use in Show Me Echo is so easy. We just use a product called Zoom. And so it's even for older folks who aren't as technologically adept, it's very easy to use and it's easy for our primary care folks to use. We do most of our echoes over the lunch hour, so they have to tweak their schedule a little bit so they can actually get there. So we tend to do the little didactic first, and so people will eat their lunch off camera, and then we do the, the patient cases after that. We let people come and observe or lurk a time or two, but we really like for people to be active participants because that's the value of the program. And they get free continuing medical education credits for doing so. Okay. So they get something out of it as well. But they also get better what's called self-efficacy. So they feel better about their ability to treat diseases that they weren't treating before. And I think something Kelly said is really important, that new innovations need to have evidence behind them. And so we have a robust evaluation and research program around Show Me Echo. And some of the things we found so far, uh, for kids with asthma, over the last three years, we're saving between 2 and $3 million a year statewide with decreased hospitalizations and emergency department visits. And we know this because we have the Missouri Health Net or Missouri Medicaid data at our Center for Health Policy, so we can look at that data and see the impact of the program. We also have trained an autism specialist within 60 miles of every Missouri family now. 
we probably don't have time for the whole story, but it used to be there was a long wait to get kids in to be evaluated for autism so that they could be deemed appropriate for certain advanced early therapies. But now, if certain pediatricians do autism echo and jump through a couple other hoops, the state will say, you are a diagnostician for autism, and then those families can get those diagnoses earlier and those kids can get treated earlier, which is fantastic. One more. In dermatology, which is my field, we have trained these primary care providers all over the state to look for and diagnose melanoma, particularly in high-risk patients. And they have diagnosed over 100 melanomas that they say they wouldn't have without Derm Echo, which is really great. Because with melanoma, if you catch it early, you live. And if you don't, you die. It's still just about that easy. What Dr. Edison says is incredible. And Show Me Echo is sounds like an amazing program that's extending healthcare access throughout the state, especially the rural corners that might not have, they might have to travel many, many miles to see a specialist. Do you know where Eminence, Missouri is? I do, actually. Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. There's a nurse practitioner. Her name's Sue Norris in Eminence, Missouri, and she participates in four of our ECHOs. She does chronic pain, opioid use disorder, hepatitis C, and dermatology. And she personally has diagnosed and cured over 100 people with hepatitis C in wow. Eminence, Missouri. That's incredible. Wow. Um, so I think a trade-off of technology is that information is so easily accessible that it's it's hard to sift through all of the information, especially for consumers that might not have access to specialized information like we do at the university. Um, so I think this highlights the importance of making sure that high-quality evidence is available to everyone, not only people who can go to their doctor easily to make an informed choice, but also people who are underinsured, uh, which speaks to the importance of health literacy. And just what you're saying about so much information and needing to sift through it and find out what's evidence-based and what's important, same thing with ECHO. We sift through all the data in a specialty and just give it to the primary care providers just what they need to know because they are busy. And it is hard. Medicine changes so fast. There are so many advances just on a daily basis. And really figuring out what it is you need to know and how that needs to change your practice to deliver high quality of care for patients is a big challenge for primary care providers. And we're trying to do what we can to help with that. And so for Chancellor Cartwright, uh, the work that both Kelly and Dr. Edison are doing helps us break down traditional and geographic barriers to health care. Why is it so important for Mizzou to find new ways to reach out and serve residents of Missouri and beyond? When, when we think about what we are as an institution, our campus is not just uh, defined as Columbia, right? We have extension offices throughout the state. Uh, so clearly, we are in every county, and we owe it to Missouri uh, to deliver and to help as much as we can. It is our role as a campus. We're also interested in innovation through collaboration, and that collaboration is not just here uh, in Columbia, but it's throughout the state. And being able to connect people uh, in a way that everybody throughout the state has access to the best healthcare providers possible. It might be virtually, but they have access to those people. Uh, And that is what we allow through some of these programs, Show Me Echo, Uh, all of the work that's being done in public health, uh, we allow people to be able to be connected to the expertise that they deserve, and we make it much more accessible. 
If you think about technology, uh, we have a partnership that we've had with Cerner now through the Tiger Institute for Health Innovations that connects to some of the things Dr. Edison was talking about. How do we ensure that the right information is getting to people? If you give them everything, it's just overwhelming. Kelly said this. It's too much information. How do you sift through all of that information? And a large part of the scholarship right now around healthcare is around how do you get the right amount of information to people, the human factors. What is it that will allow you to make the right decisions, having sufficient information and not be overwhelmed? Um, and that's important. That's important so that people can, can, can make sure that our uh, anybody we're treating, the patients, uh, are, are getting the best care possible. And we're committed to that. So uh, that's what this is about, right? It's, it's about how do we serve? It's about what we do for this state. Um, we are, as I always say, we are not just the University of Missouri, but we're the University for Missouri. Definitely. And so uh, speaking to that, um, how does that fit into uh, the vision for the Next Gen Precision Health Institute and how our people will be able to revolutionize healthcare. Yeah, you know, when you think about putting together a large initiative, an initiative that uh, is $221 million to build a building and to put the instruments in, inside of it, you want to ensure that everybody has access. And we're going to use the best technology possible. We're going to make sure that all of the scholars that are associated with that are connected, we are committed to getting, not just uh, coming up with new innovations, but making sure that those innovations are disseminated throughout the state, private public, private partnerships where industry and others are helping us to move that information out. Um, we're, we're committed to the types of things that Dr. Edison talked about. If we can take what we know and work with our partners and learn from our partners, we can get the information out there that helps people to get cured, helps people to get diagnosed earlier uh, with melanoma. Uh, that is what we should be committed to, is how do we ensure that that gets out there as quickly as possible. And the best people are distributed throughout this state. So we don't see it that it's just simply the epicenters here in Columbia that's part of it, but there are remarkable people throughout the state, and we should make sure everybody has access to those remarkable people. And just like the chancellor was saying, in our Show Me Echo program, not all of our expert teams are from exactly. MU. So exactly. we have expert teams. We go all over the state and find the best people where yes. we can find them. And we have expertise from universities in St. Louis and Kansas City. We have folks from Springfield and Cape Girardeau. Our teams are virtual. Yes. And that's what we want to do. So I, I totally agree. Thank you for making sure people understand. We collaborate throughout, and we take the best, the best people from wherever they are, and we want to make sure all of Missouri has access to those people. That's right. Um, so a question for everyone uh, to kind of uh, finalize everything. So from what we've discussed, uh, the future of healthcare in Missouri and around the world is full of so much potential. Uh, what is one of the most exciting possibilities you see for where this journey will take us? Just from listening about Show Me Echo, I think the most exciting part of using technology as a powerful tool is reaching populations that have traditionally been underserved, um, that previously healthcare systems were neglecting just because of their geographic location. 
Right. And tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., I'm going to the University of Mississippi to talk to leaders there about getting ECHO started in a robust way in that state. Um, folks from our team are in Alabama today doing the same thing. We are a super hub site now, meaning the University of New Mexico has deemed us, you know, a great ECHO site. So we are training other states and even other countries to do ECHO, which is really fun. That's amazing. Sure. When you when you think about healthcare, uh, it is really what we've been saying, and that is providing access and and making sure that there's the disparities are significantly reduced around the state. Why are we so interested in broadband access around the state? Why is it that Marshall Stewart and his team are so committed to working with the state and working with uh, uh, people around the state and providing? broadband is because we see that that access is going to help us in healthcare. And that connection between IT and healthcare continues to expand, and how can we leverage that using Zoom uh, to connect people around the state? You can only do that if you have sufficient broadband uh, access. And so all of this comes together, and we'll make sure that if we have that right access, then we're going to leverage that, and we're going to connect people uh, and it is that connection. It's the interconnectedness of the expertise around this state uh, that is in the best interest of our citizens that we continue to push for and will continue to drive and improve the health care for all Missourians. Okay. Well, I think that's a great place to end it. Uh, thank you all again for being with us today. Um, now there's just one more thing to do uh, before we leave. And um, why do bicycles fall over? I don't know. Why? Uh, because they're too tired. All right. Our audio engineer is Aaron Hay. Our featured music is composed by MU master student Nico D. Schroeder and performed by the Donald Center Quartet. You can find more information about Nico, the Quartet, and their piece on the Inside Mizzou webpage. Make sure to join us next time to stay on top of what's happening at Mizzou. Thanks for joining us on this episode. See you around the column.